Good evening, everybody. It's time to begin our service this evening. Tonight we will have three songs. Then Dwight has our reading and prayer. One more song, and I believe David has our lesson this evening. First song tonight is number 226, How Great Thou Art. If you would, let stand for this song, please. 226. Oh, Lord, my God, when I in awesome wonder consider all the worlds thy hands have made, I see the stars, I hear the rolling thunder, thy God throughout the universe displayed, then sings my next song is on the overhead only how deep the father's love how deep the father's love
Our next song is number one, number one in our hymnals, A Beautiful Life, through the first, second, and last verses. After this, Dwight will have our reading and prayer. Each day I'll do.
The scripture tonight is from John 3:16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Let's go to God in prayer. Our Father in heaven, we're thankful for this opportunity to meet together, God, and to praise you and glorify your name and to give glory to your son, Jesus Christ. We're thankful, Lord, for everyone that meets here, and we pray for those that cannot be here tonight, those that have health problems or, or other reasons that they couldn't be with us. We think of those going back to school at this time, whether it be school, regular school or college. Lord, we pray for those students. Lord, that you be with them and, and help them to always look to you for guidance and help throughout their lives in whatever endeavors they're involved in. We thank you once again, Lord, that you love us and that you look down upon us and care for us, Lord. We ask you, Lord, to forgive us when we fall short of the things that we should do and should say. And forgive us, Lord, for the sins that we do commit, Lord. We, we ask you to forgive us. We pray these things tonight in Jesus' name. Amen. Our song of invitation tonight will be What the Lord Has Done in Me. Now, if you would, let's stand again, and we'll sing number 44, Anywhere is Home. 44.
Good evening, church family. Gary asked me earlier if I was ready for today's lesson. I said no. <laughs> um, I was already uh, working on, still working on this lesson, so it's not a full, complete uh, lesson, but um, it's still a work in progress. But uh, that's one thing that's great about lessons. You can always have them on file and uh, always go back and work on them and make them even better than what they are. But um, as you're aware, this week we sent Blake to college at Harding University, and it's, it's been tough. I, I have to admit, it has been tough, um, you know, just uh, leaving him there 10 hours away. And uh, it was kind of, he was ready to go. He, he wanted mom and dad to leave. Could not wait. And we stood in front of McAllister's parking lot after lunch. And he's standing there at his car door. And Mandy's standing in the parking lot crying. And uh, I'm at the car door because he's wanting ready to go. And, uh, and I wanted to leave too because I didn't want to see, you know, something about a man saying, I don't want my kids to see me cry. But, uh, you know, so you kind of go back and you look at your children and and you wonder what personality traits that they took from you you know what kind of strengths what kind of weaknesses did they get from your mom and dad maybe it was your temper maybe it was your wit maybe a little potty mouth maybe kindness responsibility organization skills, or maybe love. See, the question I have this evening is, what is the source of human love? What is the source of human love? Is it relationship-related? Is it holding someone close to you or holding someone's hand? Is it having a conversation with somebody that you may have feelings for? Yes, that is the way we show love to each other. We show love, each other, we show love to each other by doing those things. But what kind of love I'm talking about is what about God's love. What about God's love? How can God's love be expressed through us? Through you and I. In our motivation and in our actions. If you open your Bibles to 1 John, that's 1 John chapter 4. Open your Bibles to 1 John. And that's where the text, keep your finger there this evening. That's where the text will be taken from. Uh, this evening. So, 1 John chapter 4, starting in verse 7. So, what is the source of human love? Starting in verse 7, it reads Dear friends, let us love one another, for love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. I would say every single one of us here this evening, agrees that love is important. It's important in our life. But 
But love, it's, we usually see love as a thought or feeling in our lives. But in reality, love is a choice. It is an action. In 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 7, it reads, Love is patient, love is kind, it does not envy, it does not boast, it is not proud, it does not dishonor others, it is not for self-seeking, it is not easily angered, it keeps no record of wrongs, Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices in the truth. It is always, it always protects, always trusts, always hopes, and always preserves. God is the source of our love. He loves us so much that he sent his son to die on the cross for you and for me. Jesus gives us the example of what love looks like. Everything he did in his life and death was love. See, the Holy Spirit gives us the power to love. He lives in our hearts and makes us more and more like him every single day. God's love is always involved, some choice or some action in our life. And our love should be just like his. So how well do you display God's love in the choices and actions you make in your everyday lives? Verse 8 says, whoever does not love does not know God because God is love. John says, I want you to listen, John says God is love, not love is God. In our world today of this shallow and selfish view of love in our world today has turned around this word and contaminated it on how we understand love. The world thinks that love is whatever makes a person feel good. But that's not right. It's about the sacrifices, the moral principles on how you treat each other. That's not real love. It is the opposite. It is selfishness in the world today. The kind of love the world has today is not the same kind of love that his word talks about. Real love is like God, who is holy, who is just, who is perfect. If you truly know God, we will love as he does. And verse 9 says, there is, this is how God showed his love among us. He sent his son into the world that we might live through him. 
in John 1, 18, reads, No one has ever seen God, but the one and only Son, who is himself God, and is in a closest relationship with the Father, has made him known. We build a relationship. Even though we have not seen the Father, we still build a relationship, and that relationship is built on love. Back to 1 John chapter 4, 9 through 10. It reads, This is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one Son into the world that we might live through him. This is love. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atonement sacrifice for our sins. He created you. God created you. Why? Because he loves you. He loves us, even the sinner in you and in me, because he cares. But God wants a loving response out of us. He wants us to choose to follow him. And the only way that he could do that was by sending his son to die on the cross for your sins. Nothing sinful or evil can exist in God's presence. He is absolutely goodness. He cannot be overlooked, condoned, or excuse sin whenever it happens. He loves us. But God does not look at that love as a more relaxed view. If we trust in God, then we will try to change our lives, the sinful that's in our lives that's controlling us. In 1 Peter 2, verse 24 reads, He himself bore our sins in his body on the cross, so that way we might die to our sins and live for righteousness. By his wounds, you have been healed. It takes a sacrifice. It took a sacrifice for us to be healed for our sins. In Romans 5.18, it says, Consequently, just as one trespasses results in condemnation for all people, so also one righteous act results in a justification and life for all people. We receive eternal life. Because God expresses his love for us forever. 
continue reading in 1 John, verse 11 through 12. It says, Dear friends, since God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God, but if we love one another, God lives in us, and his love is made complete in us. If no one has ever seen God, how can we know him? I know you because I see you. You know me because you see me. It's easy to know somebody when you can build a relationship with that person. And John 1.18 says, God the one, the only, who is at the Father's side has made him known. Jesus How we get to know God is that we get to know Jesus. Jesus is the complete expression of God in human form. And he has revealed God to us when we love one another. The invisible God reveals himself to one another through us. His love is complete through us on how we treat each other. I understand that there's all different types of people. I understand there's introverts and extroverts. There's some people out there who can make friends easy. They can meet a stranger on the streets, and they're always surrounded by friends. But then there's others out there who are shy, who are reserved. They have very few friends. They're uncomfortable in talking to people. And they don't know many people, so they just kind of mingle in the crowd. For those who are shy, You don't have to become an extrovert in order to love others. You don't have to go out of your way in order to love others. John isn't telling us how many people we should love here. He's telling us to love the people you already know. Our job is to love faithfully to the people of God that he has given us to love. Whether you have two or two hundred. If God sees on how you treat others, And you build a relationship and you build that strong relationship in God and you bring them to him. Whether you're shy or not. See, because we don't need to be afraid of the love commandment. 
And sometimes we can be afraid of that. But God gives us the strength to do exactly what he asks us to do. In 13, verse 13, he says, This is how we know that we live in him and he in us. He has given us the spirit. Now when, we, now, when we become a Christian through baptism, we receive the Holy Spirit. God's presence is in our lives. We belong to him. He gives us the strength and the power in order to reach others, to show God's love to others. He doesn't abandon us. In Romans 5, verse 5, says, And hope does not put us to shame, because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit, who has been given to us. In Romans 8, 9, reads, You, whoever are not in the realm of the flesh, but are in the realm of the Spirit, if in need of Spirit, God lives in you, and if anyone does not have the spirit of Christ, they do not belong to Christ. In 2 Corinthians 1 verse 22, set a seal on ownership on us and put his spirit into our hearts as a deposit, guaranteeing what is to come. Rely on the power as you reach out to others. Rely on God to help you. So that way you gain confidence. Gain confidence through God. Not through yourself. Not through somebody else, but through God. First John 4 again. 14 through 16 or 17. We have seen and testified that the Father has sent his Son to be the Savior of the world. If anyone acknowledges that Jesus is the Son of God, God lives in them and they in God. And so we know and rely on the love of God has for us. God is love. Whoever lives in love lives in God, and God in them. Verse 17, and this is how love is made complete among us, so that we have confidence on the day of judgment. In a world, we are like Jesus. day of judgment is a time when we'll all appear in front of Christ. Are you ready? No, you and I were held accountable towards our actions. With God living in us through Christ we should have no reason to fear that day 
because we have been saved from our punishment. Instead, we can look forward to that day in judgment. We should look forward to the day with no sin and beginning a new life, a face-to-face life with Jesus Christ. Verse 18 says, There is no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear. Because fear has to do with punishment. The one who fears is made perfect in love. A lot of times we are afraid of our future. We are afraid of what's going to happen. Because no one knows what the future holds in our life. There's life and there's death. But as a Christian, we should be looking forward for eternity. We can remain ourselves in God's love. We know that he loves us perfectly. In Romans 8, 38-39, says, For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor the power, neither the height or death, depth, or anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Jesus Christ our Lord. Never separate us. We can resolve our our fears first by focusing on his love And then us, allowing us to love one another. His love will quiet your fears and give you confidence. So, why is it a lie for someone to say, I love God? but doesn't show their love to their brothers and sisters. Why is it a lie to say that I love God and not show it to your brothers and sisters? Verse 19 says, we love because he loved us first. God's love is a source of human love. It spreads like wildfire, going through all the world, should prick our hearts. It should warm our hearts. Verse 20 through 21 reads, whoever claims to love God yet hates his brother or sister is a liar. For whoever does not love their brother and sister whom they have seen cannot love God whom they have not seen. 
And he has given us this command. He's giving us this command. So you should pay attention. Anyone who loves God must also love their brothers and sisters. Anyone who loves God must also love their brother and sisters. It's easy. It's easy for someone to say they love God. But when that love does not cost us anything more than showing up to church on Sunday morning, Sunday evening, and Wednesday, but the real test, the real test of our love for God is how we treat the other people right in front of you. How you treat your family members, how you treat your church family and fellow believers. You cannot truly love God while neglecting to love those who are created in his image. Is the love discussed here an action or a feeling in your life? What does this tell you about love? You see, my point is this. When God perfects his love in us, we don't need to fear or feel insecure. We remain secure in his grace. We don't fear punishment or judgment. We are free to love one another, as we talked about in 419. Only these sorts of Christians empower others. The law of empowerment reminds us is that the only secure Christian gives power away. Only a secure Christian gives power away, but an insecure Christian only focuses on themselves. And feel consumed on how they look. They feel consumed by if people like them or not. None of that should matter. The love of God is the only source and absolutely security in our lives. And he gives it to you for us to show, for us to have action in. So I challenge you this week. I challenge you this week maybe on how you are going to show God's love either at home or at work or at school, or maybe it's a difficult relationship, or maybe it's the way you spend your time, I challenge you this week love your brothers and sisters. Show them the love. Don't talk negative about them, but love them. 
Now, maybe you're here this evening, and you've been struggling with that in your life. You're struggling with your relationship that you're supposed to have with God on loving him. You know, it's easy for us to fall on selfish love. Do for yourself and not for others. It's easy for us to do that. But God wants us to think of others first. And maybe you just don't have the strength and you need the prayers of the congregation to give you the strength that you need to get back on track because it is such a struggle in your life. Love can be a struggle. Love can be a hardship. But prayer, prayer can give you the strength that you need to move on. The first step or maybe this evening you're not a Christian. And you are worried about judgment. Because the only way you go to heaven, the only way you receive God's love, is that you come to him. It is an action. You have to come to him. Why don't you do that? And be baptized into Christ this evening as we stand and sing.
Good evening. Just a few announcements here. Uh, this coming Saturday, August 26th, there'll be a wedding shower for Wesley Stevens and his fiancee, Lindley. That'll be here at the building from 2 to 4. And they are registered at Target and Amazon. The We Shine apple tree is up in the foyer, so if you uh, could take an apple or two and help um, supply or provide supplies for, uh, for the upcoming school year, I know they'd appreciate that. Uh, need help cutting grass. If you can help with that, there's a sign-up sheet in the foyer. Uh, just sign your name up so Greg can, uh, can, can know uh, who's going you know, to be mowing for the week. Also, we are coming to the end of this quarter, but we need, uh, still need some help with Bible class teachers for next quarter. If you could help out with preschool age for the Bible hour, please see Connie and let her know that. Young at Heart will uh, be meeting this Tuesday at 1030 here at the building, and they'll be traveling to China One for lunch. Next Sunday is potluck, so we're having potluck right after morning services, and then we'll have our 1 p.m. service, so no 6 p.m. service. And then reminder, we'll be going to Wingate after uh, the 1 p.m. service to sing. Uh, a couple of youth events. Reminder, after services this evening, the middle school and high school will be meeting at the Naps House for a Devo. And then next Sunday evening, the youth will be leading uh, worship service at South Point Church of Christ. Uh, prayer list. Uh, just remember these individuals. Uh, Jimmy Wilgus, Sean Maynard, Jim Haney, Amber Spitzer, and Tanya Shamblin. Uh, Judy Jordan, so I recently had an ablation this month, and then um, Emma Swango, uh, this is Terry Baker's mom. Uh, Carolyn O'Lynn, uh, Jerry's sister, she's going to be uh, moving to Cornerstone, or has moved to Cornerstone, I guess. And then uh, John Klein is going to be having a heart valve replacement um, soon, and more tests on August the 30th. Uh, continue to keep Merritt, uh, Joe and Sandy's granddaughter in our prayers, as well as Jim Martin, this is Cynthia's dad. He's uh, been moved to rehab and uh, still there. And then Dave Houck is home now from the hospital. And Elaine Witt, uh, let's keep her in our prayers. Her brother, uh, brother's wife passed away unexpectedly last night. That is all the announcements that I have. Is there any other announcements that need to be made? If you haven't had the opportunity to uh, take the Lord's Supper, it's been prepared in the conference room, and you can leave and go do that now. And we'll have one more song and be dismissed in prayer. Our last song this evening is number 694, To Canaan's Land I'm On My Way. After this, Evan, we'll have our closing prayer. To Canaan's land I'm on my way
Let's pray. Dear Lord, thank you for this day and for what you have blessed us with. And thank you for letting us come together and learn more about your word. Thank you for Dave and his lesson. And let us take it this week and bring others closer to you, Lord. And be with those who have left for college and just watch over them and let them have a good year and be with our youth here and um, let us have a good school year. And thank you for the elders and for all they do for this congregation. And Lord, be with those who are sick and struggling and just put your healing hand over them, Lord. And most importantly, thank you for your son, his death on the cross for our sins. In Christ's name I pray, amen.